This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Can you just lift up your hands and just worship Him? Worship the lover of your soul. Worship the Father of spirits. Your Father. I want you to just have this time right now and give God your very best worship. I want you to connect with God. Forget about any other person in the room. Let it be you and God for the few minutes that we are going to do it this evening. I want you to offer God worship. Offer songs of praise from your heart. Offer songs of worship, songs of adoration. I want you to join the angels in heaven as they see him and as they continue to praise him and, and worship him. Praising His holiness, praising His majesty, praising Him, adoring Him, adoring Him, adoring Him. Pour songs of love from your heart. Pour songs of love from your heart. And I don't want you to, to think that, oh, we are just going through it for a while. No. I want time to cease. Let time cease right now. Let it be only you and Jesus. Only you and the Most High. Only you are the most high. I praise you. That song says he's the way maker. That song says he's the miracle worker. That song says he's the light in every darkness. Jesus is the light of the world. He is the light of the world. I want you to exalt him that way. Exalt him that way. He is the light of the world. Wherever darkness is, when Jesus steps into that place, light becomes. The Bible says, the Bible says that darkness could not comprehend the light. It could not overcome the light. I want you to praise him. You can speak in the language of the Holy Ghost, you can sing in the language of the Holy Ghost, but let there be a deep, let deep call unto deep this evening. Let your deep call unto his deep this evening. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mara Shutarana. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Neremosa. You are my own. You are my own. You are my competence. You are my great reward. My exceeding great reward. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Marene de Bosa. Ay, Rendi Kiskelendo Reshenio. Oh, Nalamania de Oshire Kembra Marise. Ah, Mama Maremoro Sundra Neto Nidi Kiskele Baba. Can you sing a love song to Jesus this evening? Can you sing a love song to Jesus this evening? Tell him how much he, he means to you. Tell him how much it means to you. You can recall the testimonies, the, the important testimonies that you've had in your life. Those, at those times, 
where you know that God showed up for you. Where he showed up for you. And I want you to just praise him once again. Praise him once again. Praise him once again. Adiskerenda. Ebondiskele brutoshkeere. Ondarandere kimorandus. Ajabaya dere kentulere. Oh, my Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, because, Lord, you are setting situations right. In the name of Jesus. Thank you because you are setting mindsets right. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we bless your name. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we have worshipped. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, we are so grateful to you for everything you have done for us. Thank you for who you are to us. Thank you for who you have made us, O Lord. The Bible says, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on all of us, that we should be called the children of God. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. Holy Spirit, we ask that God, you speak to every heart this evening in the name of Jesus. We ask that God give strength to the weak in the name of Jesus. For those who are lacking, Lord, give them resources in the name of Jesus. For those who need wisdom, give them wisdom in the name of Jesus. And let everybody come out of here refreshed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. I bring you greetings from Pastor Shola. Um, he had to go outside Lagos for an assignment. And he sends his love. Okay, before we start, I just want us to go over the things that we have been talking about in church. You know, Pastor Shola has been talking a lot about prayer. And has been talking about fellowship. Um, some things that he said last week, he mentioned that God does not always give you your answer the way you see it. You know, God lives in infinity. He lives in eternity. And he sees everything from beginning to end. And when we are asking for an answer, when we pray and we're asking for an answer, we are limited in our human nature, in our human body. So we can only see, let like I say, beyond your nose, beyond our noses. But God sees everything. So sometimes he will give us the answers. He always answers. He will give us the answer that we have requested for. And sometimes he will give us an answer that does not tally with what our mind thinks is positive. But the Bible says it always ends up for our good. Hallelujah. He also said that you should fellowship. You should learn to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It is times of fellowship that will give you grace in the time of trial. It will give you grace in a time when you don't even have the time to pray. Amen. Can we remember that? Okay. There's something I also want to just pitch in about prayer. And can we go to Philippians chapter 4? Philippians chapter 4, I'll read from verse 6. I'm reading from the ISV version. It says, never worry about anything. Now, this is Paul talking to the Philippians, and he's telling them, look, whenever you face a situation, whenever you face something that does not seem to be in line with what you have planned for, this is how you should pray. First of all, never worry. But in every situation, with prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. He started with don't worry. Because I, it is interesting that worry actually takes away the focus from Christ. 
and it puts it on the problem. I don't know whether you have ever had a situation that you've really been worrying about. And worry can sometimes chip away at your feet. So you ask God for something, but you're worrying. You are concerned about it. You're asking, is it going to happen? Okay, I've asked God, let me see. What can I say? I've, let me say, if I'm asking Brother Tokwe for some money, just as you, I'm asking him for some money. And I say, Tokwe, can you give me some money? And he says, yes, I will give to you. And then one minute later, I come back, Tokwe, can you give me some money? And he says, but I've told you I will give it to you. And I say, I can you give me some money? I am worrying. I am concerned. I have put the load upon my own head. Do you understand what I'm saying? I put the load upon my own head. But the Bible says, cast your cares upon him. Throw your cares away from yourself. Because worry, in essence, is you seeing yourself as the solution to that problem. You know that you don't have the ability to solve it. You know that you don't know everything about it. And that's what is causing worry. But the Bible says, don't worry. Forget about the nitty-gritty and how your prayers are going to be answered. He said, these three things, when you stop, when you have a situation, first of all, put it in your mind that God loves you and that he cares for you. God is your father. There's a scripture that says that if you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Really, worry is a symptom of distrust. It is. If I don't trust you, I will be concerned whether what you have said you are going to give to me, I will get it. Correct? Am I saying the truth? Okay, if I ask, uh, I'm thinking of, of scenarios. Let's say, on a way, I know you are not married. <laughs> Yet. You know, so let's say, on um, has a suitor. And that suitor has said, that suitor has said, Onome, I love you so much and I'm going to marry you. And everybody is happy. And they won. When a man comes back, when are we going to marry? And the story said, I'm going to marry you. I have loved you. When a man goes back and says, mm -mm, I believe you. One week later, when are we going to marry? You understand? It shows that when a man does not really trust what your, her, her fiancé has said. So the Bible says, do not worry. Jesus even said it in Matthew chapter 6. He said, why are you worrying? He said, by your worrying, can you add anything to yourself? Can you solve the situation? He said, look at the beds of the air. How many of us have, have seen a bed in the last one week? You see, Lagos is very interesting. I'm sure, I, I don't think you're up to five. If you have seen a bed in the last one week, raise your hand. Okay, one, two, three. Ah, you are five. <laughs> so, I think there was a time I was driving and I saw a rainbow and I was like, the last time I saw a rainbow, this is what Lagos does to us. The last time I saw, a, I can recollect seeing a rainbow was when I was a child. Really? As you just sit down. When last, the, okay, you've seen a bird. When last did you hear a bird chirp? Like, doo -doo 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 -doo. when last? Raise your hand. So, so that, so, it's not a fact. <laughs> this is what Lagos, oh, sorry, okay. So this is what Lagos does, you know. But Jesus said, you see these birds that are here and there? He said, they don't toil. They don't struggle. He said, yet your heavenly father provides for them. He provides for them. How much more? You, that you are worth more than birds. 
how much more will he provide for you hallelujah so don't worry don't worry say to your neighbor i'm not going to worry now another thing is can you take an exercise right now think of something that you have been worried about can you think of anything and i want you to make a decision that lord i'm not going to worry about this thing because i know that i can't solve it by myself but all power belongs to you i know that i can't see everything but you have seen everything and because you are a good father you will sort it out hallelujah it now says don't worry but in everything what do they say everything don't just talk up to god about oh um i'm living right or not don't just talk to god about your job don't just talk to you can talk to god about your weight you can talk to god about your finances i've seen christians sometimes we pray in church you know when the Bible, when the pastor says oh let's pray speak in tongues everything like that but by the time you get home do you know the little 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 things the little things that concern you do you pray about them and Pashallah said it prayer is not necessarily oh almighty god you are the most high i said okay what about those little things that you consider inconsequential Bible says in everything, as in everything, as in everything. If you don't, if you feel you don't have cash, talk to God about it. Ah, Baba, I don't have cash today. What's happening? Or if you feel that you are feeling feverish, talk to God about it. Or if you feel that I should have been promoted in my place of work, do you talk to God about it? Do you relate with God? The Bible says in everything. Now I said, this is the solution, or rather, this is the formula. Let your prayers in all things, prayers, supplication, and thanksgiving. Prayers is general prayers. Praise, intercession, praying in tongues. Supplication is asking God for a specific thing. God, I need this particular thing right now. And it's interesting how much God wants to answer us. How much? We, I say we carry a lot of weights, a lot of things that God, that God does not intend for us to carry. Saying everything, prayer, supplication, then the last thing is thanksgiving. Say, let your requests be made known. So God knows that you and I have requests. He said, let your requests be made known. And then the God of peace. You understand? That, go, that goes beyond all your understanding will guard your hearts in union with the Messiah Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody getting something this evening. Yes. Hey. So I want you to make up your mind. If you, don't get, if you don't get any other thing, make up your mind that even in the little things of my life, I want God to be involved. I want to have that kind of fellowship with Him. When, you know what it is to be a father? What it is to be a father, meaning if my child falls down, I'm running there. Where I have three children and I can be studying in my room. What can I use? Sometimes I'll hear something like this. <laughs> What's the next thing I do? I run downstairs. What is going on? How many people can testify to that? As in, you feel, you know that you have somebody stay with them, but you don't hear. Then the next thing is, 
In fact, you will not be normal to say, don't worry, they'll be okay. It's not possible. There's just something in you that pulls you out of your comfort zone and says, I have to go and find out that everything there is fine. That's the father you have. He's the father that you have. Stop trying to do things by yourself. Let God carry you. He said, cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. And when you have done all these things, like we said, you and I are finite. God is infinite. Whatever answer he gives to you, you should know that he's working together for your good. He's working together for your good. You might not see the immediate result that you want, but you know that it is working together for your good. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, we're going to be talking this evening about your call. I want you to ask yourself a question. What has changed since you became a Christian? Think, what has changed? Do you remember the time that you were called? Do you remember the time that you gave your life to Christ? What has really changed? The book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 1, Paul was talking to the Ephesians and he says, I beseech you. Let's read it together. Let's read it together. Amen. Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 1. Jabrakotoska. Hmm. Is somebody there? You can read it. He said, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, walk worthy of the vocation. Another translation calls it the calling to which you have been called. In essence, what Paul was saying was that, look, guys, hey, you have been called to do something. You have been called to be something. You have been called to manifest something. Is that thing really coming out of your life? Can people look at you? Or let's even leave people alone. Can you look at yourself and say that, this gospel that I heard, I'm walking in it. I'm living it. We heard what Pastor Shola said on, on um, Sunday. There was a, a statement that he made. He said, we have been called out. He called us out to bring us in. Now the question is, am I in there? How is my life different? How is my life different? I call myself a Christian. How is my life different from every other person around me? People that don't care or give a damn about God. How is my life different? Or am I suffering the same pains that they are suffering? Do I walk with the same low level of wisdom that they are walking in? Paul was telling them, he said, guys, you have been called into something. Start walking worthy of it. Don't refuse to live an ordinary life refuse and i use that word carefully i say refuse because the world tries to put you in a mode and keeps you at a particular level and says look guy you are like everybody else forget about all those things that you're talking all those things that you're talking leave that thing that's what the world tries to do paul also said do not be conformed to this world but what? Be transformed. A change. Hallelujah. A change. 
we need to ask ourselves some questions, really. If I say I'm a Christian, do I react the same way that everybody is reacting when they face the same situations? Do I? What's different about me? There's a dance group that was in UI called SOD. It said, Dare to be different. Dare to be different. And that's what Paul was telling them. See, he must have looked at them, told them that, Look, I've been preaching to you guys for so long, and I'm seeing that there's no difference between you and a pagan. What's different about you? When God wants to transform somebody's life, the first thing he does is to call them. He said, what word you have the call to which you have been called? Our father of faith, Abraham. Abraham was enjoying himself, jejeli in Haran, with his father and his wife and everything. You know, he probably didn't see anything wrong with where he was. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 12, he said, Abraham, leave where you are. Leave your father, leave your land. He said, go to a land that I will show you. And I told him, I will bless you. Gave him many blessings. That's Abraham in the Old Testament. What about the New Testament? Paul was, was a Pharisee. His life, he, he felt he was passionate for God, but he was accusing Christians, putting Christians in, in, in jail and all that. And then one time, God, Jesus said, okay, now I'm, I have your time. I'm ready to call you. In Acts chapter 9, Bible says that he met him on the way to Damascus. From that on, from that day, Paul's life changed. Paul's life changed completely. As in, it was so radical that even when he went to meet the former disciples, they said, no, 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 this person is the one that has been, been attacking us and harassing us. And he told them his conversion story. He takes us out to bring us in. The question is, where are you? Where are you? So, hallelujah, my time is almost up. I just want to say a few things about calls. A call is basically an expression of communication. And there's a communication model. Let, let me do a free marketing lesson right now. There's a communication, a basic communication model. Um, sender, and no, before receiver, there's what? A sender has information. What does it do? What does it do to the information? He encodes it, right? He encodes it. Puts it in a form that he believes is palatable to the receiver. He encodes it. It becomes a message. Now, as that message is being transmitted, what happens? It's decoded, right? Decoded. And then the receiver takes it. When is communication effective? Sir? Okay, uh, understand, but it's not totally complete. Sir? No. When is communication deemed to be effective? It's deemed to be effective when what the sender intended to send is the same thing that the receiver received. God had something to say to the human race. He had something to say to the human race. So what did he do? He encoded it, turned it into a message. What was the message? 
Jesus. The Bible says he is the word of God. He's the living word. You understand? He is the living word. He encoded it. Now, we receive it. Okay? We decode it. But the question is, how are we decoding this message? How? How do we decode Jesus? How do we decode this new life that God has given to us? When the decoding is a problem, you won't receive what you are meant to receive. And then you start acting out of order. Am I correct? I'm totally correct. You start acting out of order. So what was the message that God had for the world? Romans, he said, those, he, call, he called people to be conformed to the image of Jesus. In other words, all of you guys, look, I have a message for you. No matter where you are, no matter where you are coming from, this is what I want you to be. And this is what I have provided you to be. The message, Jesus. The person of Jesus. He said, he, those that he called, he predestined them to be conformed to the image of Jesus. And those that he called, he justified. And then those that he justified, he glorified. That is God, that's the summary of what God's message is to you and I today. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We have been called to the image of Jesus. Now, part of the call, we have different aspects of this life. The first aspect I'll, I'll talk about is that you have been called to fellowship with him. That's it. What's the first thing that Adam lost in the garden? What? It's not the, the resources of the garden. It's the fellowship. And fellowship goes to what I, I was saying in the beginning. Really, do you really relate with this God? Should you really relate with him? God is looking for people to fellowship with him. That is, the Bible said that he has, that God used to walk, come in the, in the cool of the evening to fellowship with Adam and Eve, to talk with him. What is the meaning of to fellowship? Really, to get to know each other. That's, that's, as remove all the grammar, just to get to know each other. If I get to know her, what are the things that I'm going to do? We are going to gist. Am I correct? We are going to be gisting. You have friends. All of us will have friends. That by the time you are, you are talking with them, time is going. It's just going. It's just going. It's just going. And you are excited. You are excited. That's what God has called you to. Fellowship with him. What is, what is gisting? Prayer. That's, it. Just, that's just it. Gisting with God is prayer. It's prayer. And that's, and that's what I, I said earlier that Everything that, you are, everything that you are communicating with God, you are praying to God, talk about the little things. The things that you feel is not important to Him. Pray. Pray. Yes, there are times of prayer that you have to intercede and there are things that you, you, know, you are confessing and all that. But just with God. He has called us to fellowship with Him. I don't know how many people are in a relationship or you are, or you are married. If you are in a relationship, you are about to get married. Can you raise your hand? Anybody? Nobody? When I was in a relationship, I remember one thing that I used to do is that I don't look at me funny. I used to sing. <laughs> I used to sing. Yeah. So all of you that are trying to do that, but I mind, well, you didn't used to sing to Statola Niabi. Confess. No. 
know, I had songs. I had songs that I that no, I won't tell you those songs. <laughs> no, I, I had songs. I had songs that I used to sing to to ah, she okay, she'll be here, shall <laughs> I? had songs that I, I used to sing, you understand, to her. And you sing those songs, and even though you are looking like the most silly person that you still sing it. And even though she's she might not be enjoying your voice, so she'll still be smiling. <laughs> What is singing to God? Worship. How many of us sing to God? This thing is not a mechanical thing. No, no, it's not. Just sing. Sing to God. Sing to Him. He loves to hear your voice. This is the, these are the components of fellowship. And then another part of fellowship is sharing resources. So today I can take I can, I can go into the room and if I don't have credit on my phone, I can take my wife's phone and call, you understand? And then when she comes out, I can decide, I can tell her, I used your phone. And I can decide not to tell her, I use her phone. Because she, my wife, eh, there's all things, interestingly, eh, it's just interesting. I will put money aside in one particular place. And then she will just, she will just go and grab, without even telling me anything. <laughs> Do you understand? I can't get angry. Why, why will I get angry? We're sharing resources. Mm. Hallelujah. That's the same way God in fellowship with you is sharing, wants to share his heavenly resources with you. Yes. He wants to share his heavenly resources with you. He does. And he, in fact, he has, not that he wants to, he has done it already. He has given you the Holy Spirit. He has given you Jesus. The Bible says that if God did not spare his son, but gave him up for us. He said, how much more will he not freely give us all things? God wants to share his resources with you. These are the components of fellowship. Singing to him. Talking with him. Bringing him into your everyday life. And then sharing his resources. Hallelujah. I think 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, it says... Now you have been called into fellowship with the Lord Jesus. Do you see how your life is supposed to have changed? Do you see where you are you're supposed to have entered into? And Peter says, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, he says, You have been called to glory. I don't know when... When are you called to glory? Tell me, when? For some people, when they write, call, somebody is called to glory, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, in fact, we are just interesting, honestly. And, oh, he has been called to glory. Is that what the Bible is saying? It says you have been called to glory and virtue. You are walking with the resources of heaven. So your life is not meant to be the same. It's not meant to resemble a man that does not know God. It's not meant to resemble a life that does not know God. Start walking worthy of your calling. And the first step to walking worthy of your calling is refusing to be normal. Refusing to be the same kind of person. Refusing to be subject to the forces of the world like everybody else. See, the way you ask, the Bible says what? It said, you have not because what? You ask not. You know, if you are not experiencing these things, 
is because you are not placing a demand on it on god for it these are things that have been freely given to you they are freely your own amen amen how many of you think uh, how many of you think or you actually believe that god lives in you as in it has settled not that you have you know there's only you fate it you know instead of there's difference between faith and fating it so <laughs> so you you have you want nepa takes light you know and then you are saying ah light is coming now ah, i believe now in the name of jesus i believe now in the name of jesus i believe now in the name of jesus and you open i light you know, i believe now in the name of jesus i believe now in the name of jesus you are fating it what, what what's the meaning of that you are fating it there's difference between fating and faith faith comes from a resolution in your life in your mind that this thing is and nothing can change it Severally, when i go to supermarkets let me tell you and it's important because the bible says that a man as a man thinketh in his heart so he is if you think you are ordinary your life will be ordinary if you think that you have no relationship with god or that god is so far away from you that is how it will be Severally, when i go to supermarkets and I want to believe that one of us, some of us have also done this. And when I want to pay with my ATM card, and they say, well, the ATM card has not been working. No. That we should bring cash. And I say, try it. I say, ah, oh God. I said this ATM has not been working. I said, try it. And they put it in the card and it works. I say, ah, oh God, you're lucky. No, I'm not lucky. I am not lucky. I am blessed. I am anointed. That is who I am. I am anointed. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me. It's resting on me. I didn't tell them to put the card there because I was thinking, hey, if it works, yeah, I will take the glory. If it doesn't work, yeah, I will just go out and use it. No. I had confidence that my life is not like everybody else's that these things that are happening to me are not like everybody else's hallelujah Amen. summary of tonight's exhortation make place a demand on the life that is on you that is in you place a demand on it refuse to be like everybody else don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind let it be that this life that i said that god said is for me that this anointing that this eternal life that god said he has already given to me it's my reality can we rise up as we pray i want us to take a few seconds right now and i want you to fellowship just a few seconds you see I tell some, when I'm teaching Big Daddy's house, I tell them this. I said, when you want to fellowship with God, do like David. David did not, when they were beginning the act, David did not care who was around. He was dancing and dancing because he said, this is me and God. This is me and God. Can you just take a few seconds right now? Just fellowship with him. And just like David, forget about everybody around you. This is, don't worry about them. No, you and your lo the lover of your soul. You and your father. 
You and your Savior. It's you. Can you just fellowship with him right now? Maybe there are things that this day has brought to you that were unexpected. I want you to just talk to him right now. Talk to him right now. You don't have to speak religious grammar. No. Just let it be a heart-to-heart conversation. A heart-to-heart conversation. If there's something that you are thankful to God for, just thank him. Father, I'm grateful. Ah, if it is not for you, I would not have been able to do this, but you did it. Now, if there's something that you need from him, just say, Father, I know because you love me. You love me. You love me. If there's something that you know that, oh, that you are not proud of, the Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all iniquity. This relationship that you have is a love relationship. It's a love relationship. You don't have to worry about, oh, I've been asking for something and I've not seen it. No. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on your master. Keep your eyes on your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're so grateful. We're so grateful. Oh, Father, we thank you. We're grateful, Lord. We're grateful, Lord. Yes, we're grateful, Lord. Thank you for your love. Hey, your love is too sweet. It's too sweet. It's wonderful. We're grateful to you. And from now on, we're making a dedication that we're going to place a demand on the life that you have given to us. Oh, we're going to sing to you. Lord, we're going to gist with you. We're going to talk with you. And then we're going to share in your resources. We're not going to say that we're alone and we don't have. No. We're going to share in your resources. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are free. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, somebody bless this evening? Yes, sir. Ah, hallelujah. hallelujah. I want you to make up your mind like we have prayed. Make a demand. Make a demand. It's important. Make a demand. If you don't make a demand on the eternal life that you have, you will be like everybody else. The same things that happen to people that are not saved will be happening to you. Make a demand on the angels that God has said will be ministers for you. Make a demand. Make a demand on the anointing that is on you. And that is in you. Make a demand. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.